Hola, everybody. Welcome to the Unicorn Millionaire Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Stover. I'm a non-binary Latinx money coach helping my first-gen clients become millionaires. I'm a formerly undocumented Mexican-American and currently digital nomad traveling all over the world. And I'm super excited to have you here along with me on my journey. I talk about personal finance, money mindset, working, unicorns, rainbows, you name it. We're here, we're queer, and we are going to build wealth for ourselves and our communities. Hey y'all, how's it going? Happy close of 2023, almost 2024. This has been a wild year and I didn't want to end the year without evaluating and talking about how 2023 went for me and share the business lessons as a single income earner. And I'm sharing this as a single income earner because I've realized that this is a perspective that I don't see really reflected a lot in the business coaching space. That's taken me a while to realize like, damn, I'm doing the thing without the help of a spouse or a partner at all. I've been running my own money coaching business, which I started after quitting my job as a stockbroker way back in 2020. And I have been fully funded on my own since then. And I'm really proud of myself for doing that. I fully funded my own business by selling Tesla stock, selling $3,000 in that, investing in a business coach and I want to share this perspective because whether you're single or divorced and you have to manage your own business finances, whether it's a side hustle or a full-time business, the finances are different for somebody who doesn't have the help of a husband who works in tech or yeah, or just a partner who helps you split the rent and split, split expenses. Because I was talking about this with one of my clients and we were talking about how expensive it is to be single. You have tax breaks for for people who are married um, and just splitting expenses is cheaper when you do share them, especially if you're able to have a one bedroom and split that with a partner. It oftentimes is cheaper. I will say, though, that it is expensive having kids. So I'm not out here to talk trash and say that, oh, all single people are doomed. It's always going to be 50-50. The grass is always greener on the other side. As somebody without children, I am able to invest all of the money into my business and in myself for my own retirement. I don't have all these mouths to feed. I don't have a house to operate. Uh, It's a lot for me to just take care of myself right now. So this isn't to discount people who do have spouses, but also have kids to raise and feed and pay for their schooling and pay for all their expenses. But I am sharing this because this isn't a perspective that that I've seen a lot, especially as a queer person like myself, who is estranged from family, who doesn't have the privilege to move home to save money to work on my business, which is a narrative that I've heard a lot of business coaches use where they say, just move home with family to save money. But there's a lot of people who are estranged from family who don't have the privilege of being able to move home and not pay rent. So there's different layers to all of this, but I'm sharing my perspective as a queer person who's estranged from family, um, who doesn't have that kind of support, who I really have to 
take care of myself in the present and set myself up for retirement in the future because I especially I don't plan to have kids that might change but your kids should not be your retirement plan especially with how expensive everything is going and I even if I had kids I would still want to fully fund my own retirement because I wouldn't want them to have the pressure of taking care of themselves and myself in my old age so yeah let's get into it so 2023 um, was a year full of travel for me. I rang the new year in Boracay in the Philippines. I traveled alone for seven entire months in Southeast Asia for the first time. I uh, flew to Taiwan in October of last year, spent a month and a half there, and then went to the Philippines. And that's where I rang the new year in Boracay. I freaking love the Philippines. I was very nervous to go there because people had told me that it's a conservative country. It's very religious. It's, it's Catholic. It's Muslim. Um, don't go, you know. And then I went and I ended up meeting more trans women business owners than I've ever met in my entire life. And I felt safe the whole time there. They're very LGBTQ friendly. And people would ask me, are you LGBTQ? And I just love how just like open and welcoming they were. Like, yes, they're religious and they go hard during the holidays, which is something I was afraid of because up until that point, I dreaded holidays because it reminded me of the family that I don't have. It reminded me of the rough holidays where we were also estranged from our family as undocumented immigrants living in rural Washington state away from Mexico. I, I grew up from age three to 14, not being able to go back to Mexico. And I first time traveled solo was when I got my green card and was able to finally go back to Mexico alone. So I've been traveling alone for most of my life out of necessity. Um, and so, yeah, the holidays have always been rough for me, but I think that was the first year in which I just decided like the holidays are just another time of the year. Enjoy it. It doesn't mean anything about you. You're not broken. You're not a failure for not having that family to go home to anymore for the holidays. And it hasn't been like that since 2016 for me. But running my business from the other side of the world showed me that it really is possible to run a business from anywhere in the world. And the hardest part was doing it with a wild time difference, like a 14 hour time difference. That was honestly the, the hardest part of running my business from the other side of the world was navigating time zone changes, and I'm somebody who only does calls and most of my business activity in the mornings. And then I'd have my sales calls and client calls at like 8 p.m. at night for my clients or 6 p.m. depending on where in the U.S. they were. So that was honestly the biggest challenge. And also navigating shitty Wi-Fi signals because I'm somebody who needs high quality Wi-Fi since I record IG lives and I have sales calls and I want to be able to have my camera on during calls so clients can see me and vice versa. And so the Philippines probably had the worst Wi-Fi of all the countries I went to, but I just learned to work with it. I spent the holidays there anyway and didn't have a lot of client calls and I would go to the same uh, places that I knew had consistent Wi-Fi and I always just made it work. I took a lot of pride in myself and not having to reschedule any client calls when they were happening because of the Wi-Fi and just working with it. So that's something I'm really proud of. I was just evaluating my my business for last year, which is something that I feel like if you're a business owner, it's important to evaluate what went well and what went wrong. 
and I started from all the way from January and just looked at my calendar and I was like, damn, I'm a boss. I traveled from Airbnb to hostel to hotel for like one week here, one week there, all while managing my own business and being on top of that and managing my own business finances. Like I was in the Philippines in January and then I flew to Thailand. And then life happened in February of this year. I adopted a cat, which I never thought I'd want a cat. I've always been a dog person, but I was in rural Thailand and my cat Luna just came up to me and was like, guess what? The universe has sent me here so that you're not going to be alone anymore. And so that you have somebody to take care of and so that you learn how to ask for help. So it just hit me in that moment. And I cried as soon as I met her because I just knew that the universe had sent her to me so that I start shifting something in my life and start preparing to have a family or to prepare for more stability in my life in terms of having my own home because I didn't and I don't have my own home yet. But when I found her, I remember recording a video on Instagram saying, wow, I guess I'm adopting this cat and I don't even have a home for myself, but I need to get a home for her. that is yet to happen. I'm still renting, which is totally fine, but my goal really is to buy property eventually. So I'm sharing this to show you that life is going to keep lifing and happening and to just focus on what you can control in your business because whatever does happen in your life can affect your business if you let it, but it's possible to adopt a cat in rural Thailand while you're traveling alone (laughs) in a foreign country and also run your own business and so far this year i've had almost 60k in in sales in cash in hand after credit card fees i'm i'm making about 47k but more still to come which shows just goes to show that the year is not over until december 31st um so because october and november i had zero dollars in sales and then i had $9,500 in sales in five days in December. And I'll talk about how I created that and how important it is to have that language. And I specifically say I created that because when you're a business owner, your brain is going to internalize all of the white, heteronormative patriarchy, capitalism, how it doesn't want us to build wealth so that the ultra wealthy hoard their own wealth. And meanwhile, we are feeling guilty for being rich. So fuck that narrative. We deserve to build wealth and we create wealth from our thoughts and from our actions. And and yeah, I'm deciding to not call my wins a fluke because your brain might do that. Your, your brain might say, oh, well, you did this cool thing. That's not going to happen again. It was just luck. But none of this is luck. <laughs> I posted about 650 times on Instagram for the entire year. I've published about 46 podcast episodes. I've sent about 248 emails through my email list just in this year as a solopreneur without an assistant. So none of this was a fluke. I created this from my hard work, from my discipline, and I wrote out the back-to-back $0 months in order to create these four-figure, five-figure months. So none of it was a fluke, and I want you to start talking to yourself like this in case you're not already, because this is something I see from people who make tens of thousands of dollars a month. Uh, They'll self-sabotage because they still don't feel like they created this 
and that's completely normal, but there are other ways of, of thinking about yourself. So yeah, that was one big lesson is that I can run my business from anywhere in the world. I can adopt a cat. I can move with life's curveballs while also running my own business that generates income while also is a social impact business because my business is a vessel of good for, for me to help others build wealth and to narrow the wealth gap. As a queer trans person, I'm the person that I didn't see growing up, traveling the world, building wealth as a single income earner while helping others do the same. So yeah, I think it's just magical what I do. And zero dollar months are normal. They happen and don't let those get to you because I've made about $170,000 in sales over the course of three years, but I've had multiple zero dollar months. So I want to normalize that you're not going to have those perfectly consistent 10 or $20,000 months. And because I hear that's a narrative some business coaches use, and that's just for their marketing. Like you can't always guarantee to have those consistent months, but you can work toward those, at least from my experience. So take what people use in their marketing and their storytelling with a grain of salt, but still try to learn from, from what they're saying and apply their strategy to, to yourself. Um, so I am a boss. I traveled from, from Thailand alone to the Philippines, to Vietnam, to Cambodia. The first five months were full of travel to new countries where I didn't speak the language and they were the first time me going there. And then I noticed that May and November are big transition months for me where I change a lot of things. So in May, I ended up moving all the way from Thailand with my cat, Luna, all the way to Los Angeles. And I spent about six months there in LA, which was boss because I had only given myself three months because LA is freaking expensive. It's really intense as somebody who does not have a car, as somebody who was Ubering and using public transportation. And I was a passenger prince with all my amazing friends who would pick me up and take me places. I lasted double the amount of time that I thought I would there. But then in November, I decided to come down to Mexico to just relax from the intensity of the capitalistic machine and spends my winter by the beach. I feel like I'm the youngest snowbird ever. I'm 33 and I'm already a snowbird who's like, oh, it's getting cold in LA. It's 65 degrees. I need to go south. <laughs> and I don't fuck with snow. I haven't even seen snow in three years, but that's how much of a snowbird I am where 65 degree weather is cold to me and I have to leave. <laughs> but I learned a lot while being in LA. I... I learned that you're not a bad person for paying the minimum payment on your, your credit card, which if you've been following me, you know that in terms of personal debt, I'm all about crushing your personal credit card debt, your student loan debt as soon as possible, because every day that you don't, that debt will continue to grow and grow, and these loan companies profit off of your inaction. But I've learned not to apply that frame of thinking to my business credit card because it is different. Uh, for my business credit card, I've paid over $1,300 in business credit card interest, but that's because when I use my business credit card exclusively for business expenses only, I'm not putting my personal groceries on that. It's only for business expenses like my business coach, 
which I've spent about $10,000 in business coaching this year, and I'm still paying that debt off, but it's worth the investment to me. Um, I've spent thousands of dollars on software like QuickBooks and hiring somebody to help me with my search engine optimization for my blog. I've put a lot of money into things as an investor without expecting an immediate return. Like I said, I've invested thousands into my blog and I haven't made a cent back because I'm still working on building that traffic and those visits. Um, my visits have gone from 100 a week to now three or 400 a week and that's because I'm getting featured in more and more different publications. Like I just did a collab with US Bank, they linked to my blog, but all of this takes time. So while I'm building wealth for the long term, these avenues, I'm working on building wealth in the present through my money coaching business because that is my main source of revenue. So I've really had to coach myself in order to keep my cash reserves in my business and treat my business bank account like a business emergency fund, I've really had to be patient with myself and kind with myself and not be an asshole to myself when I'm paying off just the minimum payment on my business credit card, which at one point I did that, I think for two or three months in a row where I just paid off like $200. But then I will say that when I do get those big cash months, like in July when I made $14,000 in five days by signing two clients, that's what the price I was charging at the time was 7K for six months of coaching. Then I would pay off $2,000 on my credit card. So this is how I manage my business finances. If I make a bunch of money, I put more toward my credit card that instant because every day matters when it comes to having debt. Every day your debt is sitting there, it's, it's accruing and it's growing. And credit card debt is some of the most expensive debt out there. My interest rate, because I have such a good credit score, is still pretty high on my business credit card. I think it's about 21%. So I keep that in mind every day. I don't just let my business credit card debt sit there and ignore it. I'm very intentional. When I have those higher income months, I put thousands of dollars toward my business credit card debt, but I don't wipe it out. Because if I were to do that, then I'd have no cash left. And then what happens when you have multiple $0 months? You get resentful of your business. You start pulling from your personal savings or selling stock or whatever you do um, to make up for that. So I've learned that I'd rather pay a 1,300-ish in business credit card interest, which is a tax write-off when it's completely used for business expenses. And I'm not a tax person. This is for educational purposes only. You should definitely consult with a tax person in terms of write-offs. Don't just assume something is a write-off because you want it to be. Always ask your tax person what does count as a write-off and what doesn't, but it really helps to separate your personal from your business expenses by putting your business expenses on a business credit card and just making your life easier for yourself and your tax person come tax time. So that's a strategy that, that I've used is to not pay off my business credit cards in full if I want to have cash reserves. So for example, I made $14,000 in July, but then I didn't sign any clients until December. So I went about five months without signing any full-time clients. And I used up all the money in my business bank account, but I was still able to pay myself five months of paychecks while also chipping away at my business credit card. But then in December, my business bank account 
dwindled to $45 and I had the most business credit card debt I've ever had with respect to how much cash I had. So uh, the start of December, $45 in my business bank account and I had about $10,300 in business credit card debt. And I was freaking out. That's a lot of money to have in debt, especially when you're seeing your, your bank account have such little money in it. I've never had this little amount of money in my business bank account since I like started my business. So I realized that something had to change. I needed to change my offer. I needed to change the structure of my offer because this was not sustainable. I wanted to get off this roller coaster ride of signing a few clients at a high ticket price and then not really having clients in between then. And so I got coached on it. I, I told my business coach how stressed I was about money and how I was thinking about, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Uh, lowering my prices or changing my offer and then we just decided that I should change my offer and reduce the price and go from being $7,000 for six months to $3,000 for three months. So I changed that offer while also letting my current clients know so that they wouldn't feel like I was scamming them and all of a sudden charging new people less, I was very transparent and that's something I'm proud of with my current clients. I told them, I've changed my offer. I really appreciate you for paying me $7,000 in full. Just so you know, going forward, I'm charging 3K for three months and then I let them know, I'll give you an extra coaching call um, just as a token of my appreciation and then I actually re-signed another client who had paid me 7K in full. I told her, if you want to work with me for another six months, I can give you the new price 3K for three months, or we can sign on for six months and I'll give you four extra hours of coaching. I'll give you two VIP days throughout our six months together going forward. And that client ended up saying, yes, I want to pay for the the 7k offer again and I want extra coaching from you and those VIP days. So that just goes to show as a business owner to always be transparent with your current clients about your new pricing just so that there isn't any confusion or resentment. I, I'm really proud of myself for being transparent and about that and just seeing what would work for a lot of my clients. Another one of my clients said that she would rather use that extra free session for, for later uh, throughout the year because there's always more and more to get coaching on. But I'm sharing this with you to show that it is possible for your clients to want to renew with you. This is the first client that I'm having who's worked with me for a full six months and we've got her personal finances down and still she wants to work more on understanding investments. We've worked a lot on boundaries setting and I'm excited to work with her for another six months so that she can fine tune her business marketing and business finances so that she's not depending 100% on her employer because we all know that these nine to five jobs are never guaranteed. They can fire you at any moment. And so I love helping my clients diversify income streams through a side hustle, through investing in the stock market, just so that you can protect yourself instead of being in a abusive relationship with your uh, employer, especially if you think that they're, they're having rounds and rounds of layoffs and you're freaking out about it, it's always a good idea to diversify. 
So this is my first client that's gonna work with me for another six months too. So we're gonna work with each other for an entire year. And that is so exciting and juicy to me. And yeah, as a business owner, it can be hard when, when people DM me and ask me if I only do one-off sessions. And it makes me think, wow, people really don't understand the value of coaching for a long term. And they think that I can just give them what they need in an hour. But then there are clients who are like, yeah, six months was not enough. I want more time with you because I know that it takes time to learn about investing and building wealth. And there's so many different areas. The, the more I know, the less I know. And so those are the clients that I love working with. But if, you're, if you don't understand coaching, I like to think of it as therapy. You don't just try to go to therapy for one hour and expect your childhood trauma to be healed, do you? No, coaching is the same. We build a relationship and we explore your mindset, what's blocking you. And I have a very holistic approach in terms of helping you think about how you're self-sabotaging and how you're not realizing your goals or do you even know what you want out of life too and get you toward what you need for, for yourself in terms of building wealth so that you can reach your goals. But all of that takes time. And the fact that I have a client who wants to work with me for a full year is a testament to that as well. So if you're a coach who has been getting people DMing you, asking if you only do one-off sessions, but you know the value of offering multiple sessions through the form of packages, just know that there are clients out there who understand the value of long-term coaching, who want to put in the work. So... That is something that I'm very proud of is having a client re-sign with me for a full year. Another lesson that I want to share with you that I feel like I've learned every year is to allow yourself to sit in the success. Last year, I remember making $24,000 in a month. And instead of allowing myself to sit in that because I've never created that much money from my own thoughts, from my own business, I've never made that amount of wealth in such a short amount of time that I self-sabotaged. I didn't allow myself to hold that money. And I immediately started investing it and in things that weren't serving me for my own good or for my business. At the time, I didn't want to believe that I wanted to have my own property identified as a digital nomad and that I would always be roaming around. And in retrospect, I wish I just held on to that money and started saving for a mortgage and applying for mortgages with that income. But instead, I started investing in, in a book coach because all of a sudden I wanted to write a book. And then that took time and that took energy and that didn't pan out. And then I ended up shutting down my sales call page because I was very overwhelmed with demand, even though I, I signed four clients in a month. Some coaches have like 15, 20 clients at a time. I've never had more than like six or seven. Um... But I realized that I was very protective of my time as somebody who was traumatized from the nine to five where I felt exploited for my time and I wasn't paid enough for the hours that I'd put into work. So I overcompensated for that with my business and was too protective with my time. And I shut down my sales call page. I raised my prices as a way to protect myself from demand, which is something that I tell new business owners. If you're swamped with demand, then raise your prices. But I did this from a place of, oh, I need to protect myself and as a way to, yeah, as too much of a barrier from a negative energy. 
So I raised my price, shut down my sales call page. Then when I went to Taiwan, I took a month off of my business. And yeah, in retrospect, I did not need to take a month off. I could have done with a week or two off. And Taiwan had bomb Wi-Fi. If anything, I should have taken a month off in the Philippines. But I did that in Taiwan, which is a very well-connected, safe, quiet country <laughs> where there weren't roosters roosting all the time in the Philippines. Like, I love the Philippines, but it's a loud country. It is a party 24-7. There's a lot of commotion. Thank God I had my noise-canceling headphones there. But in Taiwan, I don't think I should have taken time off. But you don't know what you don't know until you do it and learn the lesson, which is what I'm sharing with you. So this year, my lesson happened again to allow myself to sit in success. And that $14,000 month, what happened in July where I signed two clients in five days at that time, I was charging that. And all of a sudden, I was like, now the time has come for me to get a mortgage. And I immediately talked to a lender. But the thing with applying for a mortgage is that you need to show them that you can create consistent income over the long term. And... I think that's the way that I self-sabotage because I was like, well, I've cracked the code. I'm going to make so much money. It's time to get a mortgage. But that was a lot of pressure that I put on myself to get a mortgage in one of the most expensive cities in the world. So when I spoke with the lender, I qualified for a 200K loan, which is a lot in not SoCal, but it's nothing in SoCal. And then I started beating myself up about it and saying, why don't I just get a nine to five. I don't have a normal job, a six figure job. It'd be so easy to get a mortgage. And uh, yeah, I was just an asshole to myself instead of celebrating my ability to create $14,000 in five days. Um, and then I had a lot of mind drama about staying in LA or I really was just spending a lot of money just to exist. I wasn't even bawling out or like partying too crazy. I remember going out going to parties, but I would just smoke weed there and not really drink much alcohol. And I was really on a tight budget, which made me feel hard on myself because I was like, I'm a money coach. I know how to invest in the stock market. My clients are millionaires. This whole budgeting thing is annoying as fuck. I don't like budgeting. I do it so that I don't have to budget later, but I really got hard on myself for having to adjust my, my lifestyle after being in Southeast Asia where I was getting massages for $15 every other day and going out to eat because it was just as cheap to go out to eat as it was to cook pretty much to going back to meal prepping and spending so much more in groceries than I would spend going out to eat in Southeast Asia. And it was also hard seeing how many people were unhoused in LA who had substance use disorder issues and were just being more and more neglected by the government while they were the richest people in their mansions, like buying properties and not living in them, just buying properties as investments so that they would go up in value and sell them. And it was really hard for me to, to see that amount of wealth along with people who were unhoused it was very difficult for me as somebody who's always analyzing capitalism and how the government works and what the government does versus what it should do. And so I ended up feeling burnt out by the time I left LA. I was exhausted from all of it. And I wasn't signing clients. I was still showing up, which I'm proud of. I was still releasing my podcast episodes, but I just was not signing clients. 
And so that's when I decided in December to, to change my offer, to stop seeing my prices as a barrier, as a way to protect my time. And I was like, well, let me just play. Let me just see if I lower my price to 3K for three months. Let's see what will happen. I know my, my audience is going to be so excited for this because I'm offering my price at a steal. At more than I'm cutting the price by more than half. Let's just play. Let's just see. This is a way to say thank you to my people and to stop trying to use my prices as a way to protect my time. Because at any time I can also just raise my price again or decide that I'm not signing clients and have a wait list. There's so many other things you can do instead of sitting in that worst case scenario energy. Because as a business owner, you call all the shots. You can say, I'm at capacity, but I'll have a waiting list. I will take a deposit to start working with you at X date. And there's so much flexibility you can have as a business owner that I wasn't aware of until I saw how business coaches had things like waiting lists, how they just decided, actually 10 clients is my capacity at a time. Because you, you call the shots. You don't have a boss that you can just look to to ask for permission for time off you're the one that decides all of these things which can be exhausting but that's why i share what's worked for me and what hasn't so that you don't make those mistakes so that you build more wealth through your business so then as soon as i did that i was very open about my prices and what was interesting for me was that I, when I did start coaching, I went from those one-off hour sessions to only doing three months because I wanted to attract clients who saw value in working with me long-term. So I hadn't done a three-month program since 2021. Yeah, it'd been two years. And the way I move and talk about it is completely different. Back then, I wouldn't encourage clients to re-sign with me or work with me again. I had this idea based off of what people thought of coaching was that, well, we're going to work together for three months and I'll help you understand investing. And then, all right, see you later. Bye. But now I'm very upfront with everybody who wants to work with me that it's a three months minimum. We can always continue extending. And I have evidence of that because I have a client who values my work so much that she's working with me for an entire year. And she still might resign with me. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. But it's been interesting to feel like kind of hard on myself for retroceding and going back because my goal was to start a group program after selling out my one-on-one. Um, but I had to put my ego aside and be like, how am I going to show up differently? How am I going to navigate this and just become a better coach because I am better than I was two years ago? just coaching overall. I'm even quicker to see problems and coach my clients through them and give them the best quality service possible. And so now I tell people, yep, it's three months minimum. We can continue working together for much longer because there's always more to build off of and, and grow, especially if you want to start or hone your business finances I've attracted clients recently who have their own businesses, but they don't separate their personal from their business finances. And so that's something that I'm going to help them with. But as a base, we need to tackle their personal finances first so that they can translate those skills to their business. So it was wild how quickly things could change for me after not signing any clients for five months, all of a sudden to sign 
the three clients. One was a resign. I signed two clients. Um, I'm waiting on payment from another client because I'm helping her <laughs> spend on her business expenses from her business account. I'm such a good coach. Like even when my clients, before they even pay me, I'm already coaching them through things. And I told her that this is a an investment. This is a tax write-off. Coaching, investing in my coaching because I do business coaching is a tax write-off. So I want you to transfer money from your personal account to your business bank account because you are making money from your business. It's just not in the right account right now. Transfer that money to your business bank account and pay me from there just so that you can start exercising your muscle of spending on business expenses from your business bank account. So that's that's what I mean by I'm just waiting on the money because it's taking a few days, especially with the holidays, for her to transfer that money. But even without that money yet, I made $9,500 in five days. After November and October were $0 months. Before that, I made 200 bucks. Before that, I made 500 bucks. <laughs> So this is what I'm saying, to be open to being flexible, to putting your ego aside. And even when you feel like you're backpedaling in terms of decreasing your your prices or your offer, you're still going to be better and moving forward. So that was a big lesson for me this year. And to always put your clients first, right? And being transparent with your clients about, hey, I, I changed my price just so you know, I'm going to give you a free session as a thank you. That's something that I'm very proud of is being very transparent with my clients and, and with just my audience in general. Like I'm talking to you about how my bank account went from $45 to $9,500 in five days, which is just wild. So entrepreneurship can be a big roller coaster ride. Even if you have years of experience like me, it can still be a roller coaster ride. But in retrospect, I wish I had just changed my offer much sooner. It took me over a year of me realizing that while it was nice to have the 7K offer, I was just attracting less clients at a time and I was being overprotective of my schedule and my time. And so I put my ego aside and the magic happened. Like $9,500 in five days and more is to come. Um... I'm waiting on a payment for doing a collab on an ad with U.S. Bank and for this client's transfer to go through to her business bank account. So even more is coming through for the month of December. And I'm saying this for the month of December because I know a lot of people, myself included, think that the holidays is a time to just chill and shut things down because how could your clients possibly want to spend money on you, on your business, on your coaching or whatever service you provide? when they're busy in the holidays, but that is so not true. People spend billions of dollars on wrapping paper. They have money to spend on things that they find valuable. So I'm sharing that with you to tell you that one of my best months in business happened in December in the middle of the holiday season. And I'm working with people who already want to get their money right before the new year even starts. Because I do get a lot of people DMing me saying, oh, I want to work with you in January, which is valid. But I also want to emphasize that there are Lots of people who are ready to work with me now instead of waiting for the new year because they know that time is money and why put off what we want to work on for the new year when we can just get started now. So yeah, don't don't hide behind the excuse that, oh, it's the holidays because I see that a lot. I feel like people say, oh, it's the summer. People are outside. No, people are inside on their phones. <laughs> 
in the summer too much. So same with the holidays. They're in La Sala with their family on their phones, ready to invest in your services. So yeah, I just want to share that, that you can make fuck tons of money even during the holidays or whenever, really, as long as you keep showing up and giving value and talking to your ideal customers. So yeah, lots of lessons. Another lesson in terms of my business finances was I'm really glad I invested about $1,000 in a photo shoot for high quality photos. When I was in LA, I was getting featured in articles for like bank rates. And then my friend Brenda from Tamarindo Podcast told me, that picture looks hella pixelated. You should get high quality photos. And she sent me the name of a photographer. Like, I love my friends. They are savage, but in the best way. And they give it to you real because I know that Brenda was like, Charlie, you can't be going viral with these pixelated iPhone shots. You need high quality images. And I was like, you right, you right. <laughs> and then I hired a photographer who, um, this is just I'm something, something that I'm really proud of who was only accepting payments through, I believe, Venmo. And then my business coach asked, was like, you are a bustling, growing business. You should accept payment via credit card. So I was one of, yeah, I was her first, their first client to accept payment via credit card as well. So, <laughs> which is great for me and for them because I've turned business owners down who only accept payments through personal Venmo because I don't want to worry about, do I have enough cash in my bank account? All my business expenses, I want to put on a business credit card so that I can get points. It's easier. I don't want to deal with my, getting my routing number and all that bank transfer information. I want to put all my expenses on a business credit card. And so that's what I ended up doing. And I had an amazing photo shoot. I bought these unicorn piñatas. We did it, I believe it was in Boyle Heights in a studio. I bought all these streamers. I bought this unicorn bubble machine, which I didn't even use for the photo shoot, but I, I still love that bubble machine. I have to take it to the farmer's market and the kids would love the bubbles coming out of the unicorn. Um, but the photo shoot did take about six hours. It took a while just to set up and to break it down. And we had to do lots of takes and I had my money guns with my fake money in them. And every time I shoot the money guns, like I have to pick up the money. So it was like day we were squatting, picking up the, the fake money from Amazon and putting it back in the money guns. And I had my paleta. I did some sexy shirtless shots. It was a whole thing. I was vibing. I loved it. And it was very affirming and very validating. And it just reminded me that, yeah, shooting money guns everywhere, I help people make money and build wealth, which has just hit different seeing the symbolism of the money guns and me just laying around in money. Because when I help people with money, it's not like we see the dollar bills everywhere. We just look at accounts and see it in terms of numbers, but just laying around in money just solidified for me that, yeah, I'm doing fucking amazing things. Like as a queer non-binary person with my top surgery scars laying on top of money <laughs> and with my unicorn being the other, like I'm disrupting what people think of when they think of a money coach or finance. So I loved investing in that photo shoot and then I did a feature with US Bank and then they used one of those high quality shots from that photo shoot in their publications and I've been featured in Hola magazine and Be Latina again. I love them. They featured me multiple times 
and I love that I invested in myself and my business enough to invest in high quality photographs for when I am viral and for when I am featured because there's nothing worse than like Oprah knocking at your door and saying they want to feature you in your magazine and you have shitty iPhone headshots. <laughs> so that's an investment that I'm really proud of myself for doing and I'm already seeing the, the return on that investment because everything you do is an investment, whether it's emotional or financial. And this is definitely an emotional investment for me to put my best foot forward and represent myself as a business owner in this space, as a personal finance expert. So my, my last two lessons are to play and have that abundance mindset with your business which I get it when you're a single income business owner, even when you're not, if you do have somebody helping you with finances, those multiple $0 months back to back can wear down on you. And that's where most people quit. Most people start businesses, they start podcasts, and then they quit because they don't have the instant gratification. They don't have that biweekly, quote unquote, guaranteed paycheck from their nine to five. And they get down on themselves, which it, it is hard. Showing up for your business does take a lot of work. And it can be a mind fuck when you're showing up you're trying your best and you're still not making money, but that's just a sign that you need to change something and being willing to, to give and give and give when you're not making money is a huge skill as a business owner. So another thing that helped me sign clients in December was to give, to, to give to my community in the form of free coaching calls. So I did a podcast giveaway in which I ask people to listen to my podcast, which a lot of my audience already is, and to review it. And it can take five seconds to review. You can put a five-star review on Spotify, on the Unicorn Millionaire podcast, or an opera review to leave a written review. And so I ask people, just send me a screenshot of a review and I'll enter you for a chance to win a free coaching call with me, which is about five or $600 in value. And I got eight people to enter and I was so grateful and excited that instead of just giving that coaching call to one person, I decided to give it to all the people who entered and I sent them a link to schedule a call with me and, and yeah, and then I ended up signing one of those people as clients who wanted to work with me, but that wouldn't have happened if I didn't offer this giveaway which the strategy for that giveaway was to increase listenership, which I want to eventually do ads because I'm always at 3K downloads for this podcast, but I haven't made any money from it. It's been a passion project, but also a way for me to um, help people learn about my coaching and work with me because almost everybody who works with me says the words, I've listened to your podcast. I love what you talk about. I love that you understand my first gen experience. I love that you understand my queer immigrant experience and I'm already helping people open high yield savings accounts and make hella money just from my podcast. Imagine what they can do when they work with me. That's how I have to talk to myself as a business owner. And then, yeah, so this podcast giveaway was an example of me being abundant and playing even when I had $45 in my business bank account and deciding to just keep give and serving and trying new things. And that energy is what helped me make $9,500 in five days with more coming in in a few hours or days. So super happy that I did that. And then people 
fell in love with my podcast too because I did this giveaway. There were some people who had never listened and now they're binging my podcast and loving it. So it's just been a win-win. Another example of me playing more in my business was when I did my business finances con confianza masterclass in July, which I did it from a place of, this is something I don't feel a lot of people talk about. And I realize now that it's something a lot of people don't talk about because they have help from a partner or from a spouse as a cushion for them. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what about people like us who are single income earners who are our own cushion? And I feel like that's what attracted so many people to that masterclass. I had about 52 signups. I gave it away for free. I was excited to talk about business finances in a world where people are too scared to even talk about personal business, personal finances. They're scared to talk about business finances, but I just noticed that that's something that's not talked about a lot from the perspective of a single income earner. And I never even said those words at the time I did it. I was just like, this is how you manage your business finances. But now in retrospect, I'm realizing that a lot of people don't talk about it because of the shame, the stigma of not being the perfect entrepreneur, but also because they have help. A lot of people have help in their businesses, and that's something that's not talked about enough. They have help from spouses, family members, um, the privilege to not have to pay rent. All these little things can affect you making money in your business or quitting your business. So I I love doing that workshop. I'm going to do it again in January. I need to release the day. I might put the, the day in the sign-up link in the show notes when I have it. Um, but I want to do that again because it, w- it was something fun to get people excited about, to bring them in. And then I ended up signing cl- two clients that month when I did that workshop. You see how it all has to do? <laughs> in the moment, you might be like, what's working? I don't know. I'm just going to try. But now looking back this past year, it was when I was doing things from a place of abundance and playfulness that brought in the money because that's the money generating revenue. And it starts with you being kind to yourself, which is a lot easier said than done, especially when you have the pressure to make money. But when you're pressuring yourself to make money, that's not really money attracting energy. It's that playfulness and abundance for me. And with that, my final lesson for 2023 is to keep celebrating yourself because if you don't celebrate yourself, who's going to do it? You are the only person you're guaranteed to have for the rest of your life. You are the only person who can constantly talk to yourself in the worst ways or in the best ways. And so celebrate your wins. But especially as a single income earner, it can be fucking exhausting. Even when you're doing all this amazing stuff, by the time it comes to celebrate yourself, you might be too exhausted to even think of what to do. So for me, when I had this baller month, $9,500 in five days, I kind of was down on myself because I was like, I'm burnt out from doing baller things, which is like a major level up (laughs) problem, but it happens. I wasn't sleepy tired. I was just tired from this roller coaster and from switching things and things happening so fast and from magnetizing all of this money, but it was still exhausting. So I decided to just take myself out to a nice dinner with a friend who I met here and we had a great time. But I feel like it's more important just acknowledging and celebrating instead of fixating on celebrating perfectly. Because then you might get too caught up in how to celebrate perfectly and not do it at all. I mean, that's what happened to me on my birthday last year. I was so fixated on having the right celebration. I wanted to go to Top Golf. Then one of my friends was like, that's too far. I don't want to do that. And then I ended up not celebrating my birthday last year. So we can't have that again. It's 
It's better to just take yourself out to a nice dinner and symbolically celebrate yourself through either an activity or getting yourself a nice pen or a bag or whatever. I'm not a really material person. I'm like, if I'm trying to buy something, it's a house. It's an asset I can live in and decorate in. So right now I'm still more motivated by activities. Um, I just recently thought of, since this pause happened of the holidays, since we have some breathing room, I challenged myself to just get myself seven massages in seven days. And that was a beautiful way for me to celebrate myself, to close out this intense year as a single income earner who's been to 34 countries all over the world, who's traveled to like six countries just alone in this past year. So, so far I've gotten myself three massages in three days. Yesterday the massage place was closed, but I found my amazing masseuse, who I feel like finding a perfect masseuse is like dating. Whenever I'm somewhere new, I go to the massage places and I try finding that right person who I don't have to ask, please put more pressure, do this, do this. Because I like deep tissue massages, I like a lot of pressure, but I've also gone to people who go way too intense, who don't listen or who don't massage you right. So I finally found somebody who I just laid down and I didn't have to say anything. And I was like, I'm going to be in a monogamous relationship with you now. It's only you. <laughs> so I'm going back to that same woman who gives me amazing massages today. Because estaban descansando con la Navidad yesterday. They were on break. So I'm going back today. And I'm going to keep going back every day. Just as a way for me to celebrate myself and say thank you to myself. Which I think as a single person too... I'm doing this because I don't want to punish myself for being single. This is something my friend um, said during a conversation when I told her that I was hiring my first housekeeper ever, which is a big first-gen mindfuck for me because I grew up being told that housekeepers were something for rich, evil people and that we can just do it ourselves. Why would we pay somebody else to do it? Which is false because now I'm seeing it in terms of let me support a business owner que se dedica a esto. And even if I can do everything myself, I don't have to anymore because that's the point of building wealth is to preserve my energy, my peace, and to start outsourcing all the things that I've had to do alone, but I don't have to anymore. And my friend said that, yeah, I have a house cleaner because why would I punish myself for being single? Why would I punish myself for not having somebody who can help me out around the house? And I love that reframing less punishing, more embracing of whatever stage we are in our relationships, if we're going through a divorce, if we're entering a relationship, if we've been single for years, let's just not punish ourselves and start outsourcing. And building wealth allows you to outsource easier. So yeah, I'm celebrating a baller year in sales of lots of lessons of international travel, becoming a cat zaddy out of nowhere. And making fuck tons of money in the month of December after multiple $0 months. It's all possible. And I hope that you've learned a lot from this podcast episode and taken lots of things that pertain to you, no matter if you're single or married or, or divorced or whatever. I know there's lots of gems I dropped here that can apply to you. But if you'd like to work one-on-one -on -one with me, I am taking one-on-one -on -one clients. Y'all heard all about my offer. <laughs> Um, and the pricing on that for now at the time of this recording, because the prices and the offer can change at the blink of an eye. What that looks like is that we'd meet every two weeks for three months. You'd have access to all my masterclass recordings and we'd come up with a tailored plan to fit your needs, focusing on mindset, 
building your credit score, using those credit card perks like free lounge access, and helping you figure out what the fuck is going on in your 401k, because that's really a lot of what I do is helping people really understand investing because you can be maxing out your 401k doing the match and it could all be going to cash but i want to make sure that you understand exactly what you're investing in and that you're investing in low cost funds i have a millionaire client who i'm helping sell out of hundreds of thousands of dollars in overpriced funds that she had no idea were overpriced and we're helping her convert that to low cost funds so that she can save hundreds of thousands of dollars on fees over the long term and so that she can pass off more wealth to her kids. So I work with folks of all income levels. I've worked with clients who have a negative net worth, who are in debt, but they want to invest in themselves so that they can pay off that debt so that they can get in the clear and start building that positive net worth. And so, yeah, I share that I work with millionaires, but also people who still are in debt. I work with people of all, all levels. So if that sounds like you, if you're interested in that, I'm going to put the link to book a call to work with me in the show notes. And if you're thinking about starting a business, I love working with entrepreneurs. Not all my clients are, but by the time they finish working with me and see how much I love and get fulfillment out of my own business, a lot of my clients end up wanting to start their own businesses as well. So I'm here for all of that jazz. (laughs) And if you love this podcast episode, please share it. Tag me on Instagram. You can share it to your stories. Please leave me a review. If you send me a screenshot of the review, I will, yeah, I want to enter you for a chance to win another episode, which highly likely means like you will get a coaching session. So hit me up with a review and we'll see what I can cook up for you as this year starts. And I'm manifesting getting 3k downloads. I have like, I just need like 90 more downloads for the end of the year. So I'm really hoping that I can manifest 3000 downloads by the end of 2023. Cause how juicy would that be to get 3k in 2023? So yeah, keep listening. Please subscribe wherever you listen. Leave me a review, send me a review and share with your primos, primas, tios, parents, grandparents, kids, all your family, chosen family as well. If you think they'd benefit from listening to this podcast and work one-on-one with me, let's start off the new year, right? On your personal finances and maybe even your business finances. I'm here for you and sending you lots of hugs as this year ends and yeah keep celebrating yourself we're in it for the marathon it's not a sprint and I want you to reflect on how proud you are of what you've done with what you've been given not just in this year but in your life so take a moment to reflect on your wins before we go into the new year and and goals and what I got to do reflect on what you have created and acknowledge that you have created it that it was not a fluke all right y'all have an amazing day and i'll see you in one-on-one coaching the information contained in the unicorn millionaire podcast is provided for general informational use only your purchase download and use of this material does not constitute a client relationship The views expressed by the Unicorn Millionaire podcast hosts and guests are not intended to constitute accountant, legal, tax certified financial planner, stock advisor, or other professional advice. Users of this podcast material should not act upon this information. 
Users of this podcast material should do their own due diligence by independently verifying all information, products, and services mentioned with their own qualified professionals before making any decisions. We assume no responsibility for information contained in the Unicorn Millionaire podcast and disclaim all liability with respect to errors, inaccuracies, omissions, misleading, or defamatory statements. Users of this podcast accept and understand the terms of the disclaimer.